a holy hill, a solemn oath, a mysterious tomb. What do these things have in common? Perhaps one of Tolkien's most beloved themes. In a word, friendship. Today we dive deep on the oath sworn between Rohan and Gondor, and how it all connects to a faithful elf friend of old. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's check the map so we know where we are for today's story. If none of this makes sense, feel free to listen to a previous episode or two to catch back up. It is the third age of Middle-earth. The line of kings has failed in the southern kingdom of Gondor. The stewards rule in their stead. During the time of the steward Kirion, a great invasion from the east and south overtook Gondor and almost destroyed the whole army. But they were saved by riders from the north, led by Errol the Young, who overran the enemy. As a gift, Kirion gave Errol and his people the northern part of Gondor to be their realm, which was renamed the Mark, or Rohan. But there's more to the tale of how Kirion gave Errol the land, and the vow that they made, and that's our tale for today. My primary source for today's story is a book called Unfinished Tales, in which Christopher Tolkien compiled, edited, and provided commentary on incomplete manuscripts that his father, J.R.R. Tolkien, had been working on. If you'd like to purchase a copy of Unfinished Tales, use the link in the show notes. Let's jump forward in time a few hundred years to when Pippin is riding with Gandalf to Minas Tirith. As they ride in the morning, Pippin sees fires in the hills, and Gandalf explains to him the beacon system that Gondor and Rohan use. Gandalf names the beacons, ending with, quote, the Halifirian on the borders of Rohan. A few days later, as the Rohirrim are riding to the aid of Gondor, they pass through a forest, quote, to their right, great oak woods climbed on the skirts of the hills under the shade of dark Halifirian by the borders of Gondor. Halifirian was a tall hill at the foothills of the White Mountains, as these two references point out. It marked the border between Rohan and Gondor. It was halfway between Edoras and Minas Tirith, and southwest from Raros, where Frodo and Sam left the fellowship. This hill is where the steward Kirion and the king Errol the Young swore their oath of perpetual friendship and alliance. But there's more history to this hill than just the oath, solemn as it may be. Halifurion means holy mountain in the language of Rohan, but before them this hill was known as Amon Anwar, 
hill of awe. At the summit of this hill, quote, there lay a silence, and a man would find himself speaking in a whisper, as if he expected to hear the echo of a great voice from far away and long ago. This majestic silence at the hilltop reminds me of the religion that was practiced in the ancient Second Age kingdom of men called Numenor. In Numenor was a mountain, the summit of which was silent, and all were forbidden to speak except for the monarch on three annual occasions of worship. Check out episode 34 for more details. The Rohirrim counted this hill as a sacred place, in their view only because it was the site of the Oath of Kirion and the Oath of Errol. But there's another reason this hill was hallowed, known only to the kings and stewards of Gondor, which involves some characters from Amazon's Rings of Power. We'll get to that in a minute. Before the oath took place, Kirion, steward of Gondor, ordered a few trusted men to, quote, reopen the ancient path to Amon Anwar. He instructed them on where to find the remnants of an ancient path, asking them to clear it for a small number of men to pass through on foot. They were to leave a screen of bushes near the main road so that curious passers-by wouldn't wander up the path. They were to end their clearing of the path at the foot of an ancient, quote, stone stair that led upwards. Yet they were forbidden to ascend the stairway. Thus the way was prepared, and the time came to make the oath. Kirion invited Errol to ascend the hill with a small escort. Their esquires would carry their arms, and a few men would come unarmed as witnesses to what would proceed at the top of the hill. Kirion led them to the path that had been cleared, quote, and after they had passed the first of the inner stones, their voices were stilled, and they walked warily, as if unwilling to make any sound. When they came to the ancient stone stairway, they rested for a while, then Kirion took in his hand the white wand that was the symbol of the steward's power. This white wand was a simple white rod that the stewards used in place of a crown or royal scepter. You can see the rod at Denethor's side in Return of the King, when Gandalf and Pippin first come to Minas Tirith and meet Denethor. It's leaning next to his chair when he has Boromir's broken horn in his lap. And in the scene where Denethor is reprimanding Faramir, he's holding the white rod. While Kirion stands on the first step on Halifirion, he breaks the silence, declaring, quote, To Errol I will give in free gift all the great land of Kalinardon from Anduin to Isin. He says that no bond will be placed on Errol and his people, that they will be an independent kingdom from Gondor under one condition, quote, They shall live in perpetual friendship with Gondor, and its enemies shall be their enemies while both realms endure, but the same bond shall be laid also on the people of Gondor. Errol stood up in a stunned silence, quote, amazed by the great generosity of the gift. His people in the far north had grown too numerous for the narrow land between the mountains and the forest, and they loved best the plains for the riding of their horses. And he also saw the wisdom of Kirion, desiring to have a friendly people on the northern border of Gondor. But even, quote, beyond wisdom and policy, both Kirion and Errol were moved at that time by the great friendship that bound their peoples together and by the love that was between them as true men. Kirion's love for Errol was like that of an aged father for his youthful son, while Errol's love for Kirion was born from a respect for Kirion's nobility, wisdom, and majesty. Errol also breaks the silence, quote, The gift that you offer I accept for myself and for my people. It far exceeds any reward that our deeds could have earned if they had not themselves been a free gift of friendship but now I will seal that friendship with an oath that shall not be forgotten. 
Kirion invites Errol and the witnesses to the top of the hill, where they will, quote, take such oaths as seem fitting. But before we go with them to the top of the holy mountain, I want to pause on the theme of friendship that we just witnessed. Friendship, particularly loyal friendship, is one of the major themes of Tolkien's world. All of us admire the unlikely friendship that develops between Legolas and Gimli, and the cheer of Merry and Pippin's friendship, the bravery of the friendship between Aragorn and Eomer, which isn't so big in the movies, but is a huge thing in the books. Even Tolkien had the Inklings, and in particular C.S. Lewis. Smeagol's possession of the One Ring began with him murdering his own best friend. And who can forget Sam, loyal friend to Frodo in all the ways of darkness? Would Frodo have been able to make it to Mount Doom without his friend? Certainly not. Whether it was Shelob's sting or the orcs plundering, Gollum's slinking or the ring's corrupting influence, Frodo would not have carried the ring to the fire if not for Sam, his friend. And in this theme of Tolkien, I recognize a life lesson. Find a friend to wander this lonely world with you. Maybe you need a friend, like the underrated hobbit Fatty Bulger, who can watch your house even when the Nazgul come hunting for you. Find a friend who is there in the high times, with whom you can share the spoils of a hard-earned victory, like smoking Longbottom Leaf. Find a friend who will carry you when you are on the slopes of the figurative Mount Dooms in your life. Okay, enough cheesy soapboxing, back to the tale of the oath. Kirion, Errol, and their men ascend the stone steps. At the top of the hill, they found a green summit, on the eastern end of which was a small mound covered in, quote, the white flowers of Alpharine. Alpharine flowers. We've encountered those before. That flower should sound familiar to Rings of Power fans, as it's Alpharine seeds that Arondir shares with Bronwyn, and Adar berries before the battle. Alpharine has another name. Simbelmilnye, the white flower that grows on the mounds of the dead kings of Rohan outside Edoras. Also, it happened that the men had ascended the hill near sunset, when the setting sun, quote, touched them with gold. So again, the imagery here, green hill, covered in white flowers, basking in golden sunset. I bet you know where I'm going with this. This imagery calls our minds back to the two trees of Valinor. And because of that, you know that what happens here is blessed by the Valar. Errol spoke the first oath, sticking his spear in the earth and raising his sword to the sky. He said, in part, quote, There shall be friendship forever. Their enemies shall be our enemies. Their need shall be our need. And whatsoever evil or threat or assault may come upon them, we will aid them to the utmost end of our strength. Then Carrion took the white rod of the stewards and raised it high and swore his oath in the elvish language of old, and saying in the common tongue, quote, This oath shall stand in memory of the glory of the land of the star, and of the faith of Elendil the faithful, in the keeping of those who sit upon the thrones of the west, and of the one who is above all thrones forever. Let's break this down a bit. The land of the star refers to Numenor, the pinnacle of all the kingdoms of mortal men on earth. The island of Numenor was shaped like a star, and the first Numenorians followed the light of the star of Eärendil to arrive at the island. The faith of Elendil the Faithful could refer to a number of things. It may reference the organized religion that Elendil was faithful to, meaning the worship of the one who created all things, or it could simply mean his faithfulness in staying true to the Valar and the elves, and not following Sauron the Deceiver. 
Kirion has also invoked the name of the Valar as those who sit upon the thrones in the West. The Valar are the ruling powers that govern Middle-earth, who dwell in the far west blessed realm of Valinor. But even the Valar are subject to the One. The One is Eru Iluvatar, who created the Valar, and through them created all the earth and everything that is. Evoking the name of the One and the Valar out loud was a sufficiently significant act alone to hallow the Halifirian as a sacred place. But it's not the only one. Of this hill, Christopher Tolkien wrote, quote, The hallowing of the hill was carried back two and a half thousand years before the Rohirrim settled in Kalinardon. Already at the beginning of the Third Age, it was the Hill of Awe, Aman Anwar of the Numenorians, on account of that tomb on its summit. Well, wait, tomb on its summit? What tomb could be remarkable enough to hallow a hilltop? We'll get to that right after this break. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Before the oaths were spoken, after the men had ascended to the summit of the Hill of Awe, one of the company observed a black stone by the mound, with three letters engraved on it, Lambe Ando Lambe. The man asks, quote, Is this then a tomb? Indeed it is, for those three letters represent the name of Elindil. Elindil, faithful of Numenor, founder of the kingdoms of Arnor and Gondor, father of Isildur, has been buried at this very spot, with alpharin or symbomenia flowers covering his resting place. Kirion explains, quote, This is Elendil's tomb, and from it comes the awe that dwells on this hill and in the woods below. This tomb has been kept secret by Isildur's command. Kirion, being steward of Gondor, had inherited a tradition that had started with Isildur and his heir and nephew, Melendil. After Sauron was overthrown, Isildur traveled the borders of Gondor with Melendil, giving him instruction and counsel on ruling the southern kingdom. Clearly, this was before Isildur was ambushed and killed in the Gladden Fields. When they came to the hill that would be known as Aman Anwar, the Hill of Awe, Isildur and his companions made a path to the hill and on top of the hill made a small mound. Within this mound, Isildur put a casket that he had been carrying with them, saying, quote, This is a tomb and memorial of Elendil the Faithful. Here it shall stand at the midpoint of the kingdom of the south in the keeping of the Valar, while the kingdom endures, and this place shall be a hollow that none shall profane. Let no man disturb its silence and peace, unless he be an heir of Elendil. Afterwards, Isildur and his companions cut out the stone stair on the hillside, and Isildur forbade any man to climb the stair except the king and those whom he brought. Isildur told his heir, Melindil, to come to that spot when he needed wisdom and counsel, and to bring his heir 
and so pass on the tradition. All the kings did so, and eventually this tradition was written down in a scroll that the stewards kept and was given to each new king. After the line of kings failed, the stewards, quote, went very seldom to the hill, but never failed to at least take their heirs and give them instruction before they died. The path and forest below the hill became tangled and fell into disrepair, but the hallowed summit was indeed, quote, in the keeping of the Valar, for the hollow was found unweathered and unprofaned, evergreen, and at peace under the sky. Kirion, acting in the name of the lost kings, came to that hill with Errol the Young for their oath-taking. Some time after, Kirion judged that, since the borders of the kingdom of Gondor had changed, it was time to move Alindil's casket. Quote, the casket, therefore, that Isildur had set within the mound, Kirion removed to the hollows of Minas Tirith, but the green mound remained as the memorial of a memorial. Even after many years, when the hilltop was also the site of a beacon watchfire, quote, the hill of Anwar was still a place of reverence to Gondor and to the Rohirrim, who named it in their own tongue, Halifirian, the Holy Mount. How fitting it is then that Gondor and Rohan, kin from afar, swore an oath of perpetual friendship with each other, near the tomb of Elendil, which, if you think about it, there's not a more perfect place in all of Middle-earth for two kingdoms to swear friendship to each other. It had to be near the tomb of Elendil. The name Elendil has a special meaning, and if you've read the history of Middle-earth, which I'm guessing you haven't, or you've seen Amazon's Rings of Power Season 1, which I'm guessing you have, you know one of the meanings of Elendil's name, Elf Friend. And that, my friend, is the end of our wandering for today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at More of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.